Hello everyone, we're Superhero Stuff You Should Know, and if you think you know about superheroes and comic books, think again. We got romance, we got action, romance. we got comedy, we got everything you need, man. Come on down to Superhero Stuff You Should Know for all your superhero needs. Uh, ro I, I don't know about this romance, what part are you talking about? We've got all kinds of sketches, and then deep dives on top of that. Come on down to Superhero Stuff You Should Know! Alright, so come on down to wait, why did I say come on down? To Superhero Stuff You Should Know. Hi listeners, I'm Carolina. And I'm Tessa. And together we are Femme Regard Podcast. Mmm, Femme. We are a show dedicated to educating and entertaining underdeveloped filmmakers and film enthusiasts alike. We love sharing our experiences as filmmakers, what we've learned and what we've gone through. And we love bringing on professional industry guests. We want our listeners to learn from the best and get an honest account of the biz. So come join the Femme Fam and give us a listen every Friday. Streaming on all the major podcast platforms, including YouTube and our website, femregard.com. And of course, the Geekscape Network. Hey everybody, I'm Chris Fafalius, and I'm the producer of Chris Makes a Podcast and the host of the One Hit Thunder Podcast. And I'm Matt Kelly, host of Horror Movie Night and the producer slash the head of content for the Geekscape Podcasting Network. Between the two of us, we have, believe it or not, 25 years of podcasting experience, and we want to help you start your own podcast. We know podcasting, and we want to share that knowledge with you. So whether you're new to podcasting or you want some feedback on your currently active podcast, we want to help. Or perhaps you're just overwhelmed with all of the editing work. Well, we can help you with that also. You can check out our website at weknowpodcasting.com for more information. We're excited to help your podcasting dreams become a reality. Hey, Matt. Happy Merry Holliston Christmas special. Yes, Holliston <laughs> Christmas special. Yay! <laughs> so first and foremost, I want to give you a chance to, to tell us a little bit about Holliston and why you picked this today. All right. I became a big Adam Green fan after the release of hatchet mm -hmm. as i think a lot of us were because it was exactly. it was what every horror fan was looking for was just like a good gory slasher film exactly it was just the right amount of dumb fun yeah that it needed to be it didn't take itself seriously it was exactly what it needed to be and it wasn't stupid either like it wasn't over the top where i think maybe i still love the series but i think the later films yeah and i and i wonder Sometimes I remember being at a San Diego Comic-Con panel and it was Lloyd Kaufman, Adam Green and a few other people. And yeah. they were talking about the future of horror and they were talking about the illegal downloading 
thing. Yeah, and that's a, that's a big topic that he likes to discuss. So at the time, Frozen had just released that because that's what he was talking about. Was that Frozen bombed and he was in the talks for a big film that would have like completely changed his career and took him from like small indie filmmaker to like mainstream filmmaker. Yeah. But due almost exclusively to the poor box office receipts of Frozen, he got that project taken away from him. And I don't want to say that he like begrudgingly does the Hatchet movies anymore. But I think the Hatchet movies to Adam Green are very similar to the Of the Dead movies with George Romero, which, like, if you look into George Romero, he doesn't have a strong passion for zombies like he used to, but he knows that it's the only movies he can really get the financing for because he has the receipts to back up the profitability yeah. of it. Yeah. But new, he knew. Rest in peace, George Romero. <laughs> That's true. True. And I think it's a bummer because I do think that Frozen is really good. I think Spiral is absolutely an incredible yeah. gem. I really enjoyed uh digging up the marrow. Yeah. Honestly. I wanted to see where he was gonna go with that. And having spoken to him, basically he said the reason there's not gonna be a sequel to that was because a lot of people just illegally streamed it. Yeah. When it first dropped. So my history with Adam Green stems stemmed from ha- the Hatchet series, as like you said, most people did. And then I knew that they had this show called Holliston, but I'd never seen it because I don't know about you, but I never had FearNet. Same. And I didn't even know anybody who had FearNet. No. Like to I me, mean- FearNet was a mythical like station that no one had that i just kept seeing ads for on horror websites no i agree i I, like in a weird way the fact that like fear net lasted as long as it did is impressive because like yeah the only thing i knew about fear net was that at one point i had it on demand i still don't know if it was an actual channel that you could turn on but it did have some movies on demand so that's how i saw like night of the creeps for the first time was yeah. through like the FearNet on demand. For those of you unfamiliar, FearNet is basically what Shudder has become. Yes. Except it was much more of, again, we don't even know, but from the ads we could put together, it was kind of like a station. Yeah, like it may guess, have been like an MTV for horror, I guess. Yeah, you could kind of compare it to the probably the live feeds that Shudder does, those three yeah. live feeds that they do in the app. You could probably compare it to that. But on there, they had like original programming and one of the shows on it was holliston adam green wrote and created the show with his buddy joe lynch both real directors good writers especially if you're a fan and end in the horror community growing up in adam's hometown of holliston basically i absolutely fell in love with the show and i will not sit here and say it's a like it's a great show like it's exactly i think it's it is what it is. I think it knows what it is. It's it's goofy. It's off the wall. But that's what I go to Adam Green for is goofy off the wall stuff. Yeah. As well with Joe Lynch. So my first note when I put this on was, is this WandaVision? Okay. Because um, I have heard about this for a long time. I'll tell you the first thing I didn't expect was the canned laughter. And yeah. And I was yeah. like, wait, <laughs> is and then I was like, is this like just special to this being a Christmas episode or is no, this the that's vibe? A, that's throughout the entire show. So and that was kind of the thing. At least that's the vibe that I got. I bought both seasons on Blu-ray proudly. Nice. Um, and 
that's kind of the vibe. It's like a parody of sitcoms, but also like just is a sitcom as well. Yeah. Like it's not just a parody. It is a sitcom. And I guess the problem that I had with this is like, as I was watching this, I wanted to like it more than I was liking it. And yeah. I and I think my problem was that like I've seen so many people do a parody slash loving homage to sitcoms. And I'm a sitcom fan. Yeah. But I feel like when people do the loving homage to sitcoms, they go for a very specific type of sitcom, which has never been the type of sitcom that I like. Like, no. I binged all 11 seasons of Cheers. I binged all 11 seasons of Frasier. Had no problem with that. Obviously, Scrubs is my favorite show. I don't consider that fully a sitcom because it it isn't in that traditional sitcom of a laugh track. This just felt very, like, early Friends- or modern day Big Bang Theory. Yeah. And like, I was just like, I've never liked the humor of this. And like, yeah. it's nailing that humor perfectly. But then like in the positives is like the ending, when it wants you to feel an emotion, like it actually succeeds. Oh, it goes there. Like and, the emotions um, are is... good in this. I just wanted it to be better. And I think that if it was 20 minutes, I would have been like, more digestible towards it and that's not like most of the episodes are okay 20 minutes. okay like, i wanted to check because i was like, like <laughs> holiday like the holliston christmas special is the like double episode okay 50 minutes okay. long that makes more sense. So- i was just um, like i don't know if i could do like 10 50 minute episodes of this yeah like, no even when i suggest it to friends you included like i'll when i watch the show I'm like, this is very, it's very niche. Yeah. Just because I like it does not mean everyone's going to like it. And that's what I mean when I say like, I don't even know if it's good, (laughs) (laughs) but I really like it. I think that one of the things that I do like about it is that it's very clear that this is something that's passionate to Adam. Yes. Like, and that's, that's, that's one of the reasons why I love it. Like you can tell he enjoyed making it. They apparently are, I've been working on a third season. Okay. For a while now. I don't know. I I don't want to get into like, Odorous is alive in this. Yeah, exactly. I don't want to get into like the specifics because I don't know what the deal is now, but they have actually released a couple comic books to like continue the story and have been trying to get a third season made for a while now. But that's one of the things that I love is I know that like Joe and Adam loved putting this together. Yeah. And you can tell that they had fun putting it together. And as as I told you, going through it, I'm, I'm holding it up to the camera. But I have notes on notes on notes about this episode you're probably the exact opposite i got a single sheet yeah see (laughs) but that's but but like stuff like uh, let me talk about the stuff that i did like okay love the theme song yes absolutely love the theme song which is not on apple music or spotify which is unfortunate that is a tragedy because it is a it's a bop i think it's get a life by the band hog okay which I believe that song is also in the uh chris farley david spade vehicle black sheep oh okay (laughs) Fun fact. <laughs> the biggest laugh for me, the whole episode, which it is a flashback episode, and they kind of acknowledge yes. that it's a flashback episode in the dialogue pretty regularly in the And episode. just a heads up, none of these, like, th- these were not, like, flashbacks, like, oh, this happened earlier on in the seasons. Like, no, it is strictly, like, just flashbacks, flashbacks to, to the random life. events. Yeah. So there's yeah. a setup where Adam's like, that reminds me of the time you got the boner in gym class. And, like... <laughs> 
it starts to do the flashback effect, and Joe's like, no, no flashback. No flashback. Like, that got, like, an actual laugh out of me. I like the idea that every time they do a flashback, it's in black and white. Very yeah. similar to Schindler's List, in which everything's black and white except for a single <laughs> red coat. Yeah. Everything's in black and white except for D. Snyder's navy blue pants and shirt. <laughs> and then there's some good jump scares here and there. One of the notes I wrote down that I had to, to point out is that Adam Green's acting is yeah. mediocre at best. That line... Which they called yeah, attention yeah, to. Yeah, they say that the line, and I was like, that's even generous. Yeah. But Joe Lynch, that dude is actually a pretty it's good so actor. Good. He's, he's really good. Like, and if you've seen, I think it was his movie Mayhem. Yeah. He's he's in it. He plays, uh, I think, the IT guy towards the end. Yeah. And he's really good. He's, he's one of really the good. better director actors I've seen in a while. And I like Adam Green, but I really like Joe Lynch. Like I do too. I do too. The first season dropped in 2012. The second season, including the Christmas special was around 2013. So it was kind of in the midst of that. They did Chillerama. They did the, Adam did the hatchet movies and digging up the marrow and Joe Lynch was doing his thing. I want Joe to really like because mayhem was incredible yes and mayhem was awesome and mayhem did something that is not something i can say very often but joe lynch made a movie with a similar premise of a movie that came through james gunn and he Ugh. did a better job than james oh gunn. yeah i can't what i can't even remember what bilko experiment called. it's rough i thought it was awful I, can't, I could not stand that movie, but I loved Mayhem for sure. Let's shift gears back to the episode at hand. Sure. Let's talk a little Christmas. Yeah. All right. So the Holliston Christmas special. The first note I have is the Christine Kringle Tingler, which is the insane, the escapee from the insane asylum. The entire episode is based around the four friends, Joe Adam, Corey, and Laura are all at, in Adam and Joe's apartment, which I actually made a note with uh, them being broke, but still being able to afford an apartment that size. But then I remembered the landlord does pop up at the end. Okay. Um, and they always hide from the landlord. That's been a running joke throughout the entire series. <laughs> but they're all stuck in there. And apparently there was an escaped convict and the power goes out. Also, there's a reference. Uh, Laura keeps bringing up uh, Sterling Torrington. Yeah. Do you are you going to like go back and and watch Hollison? Like you can be be honest. Probably not. Probably All right. Probably not. not. So, at the end of season one, I, I believe the story went like this: Adam Green and Joe Lynch were like, "This is not. We're not going to have a season two. Yeah. Like there's there's no way there's going to be a season two. So at the end of season one, an old man who was in every single one of the show's openings for season one, like the opening intro, and nobody knew who he was, opens the door and kills all four of the main characters. Okay. Okay. That's why on the radio, you hear him say, Sterling Torrington, a man who is accused of killing four late 20-year-olds last spring in their apartment. And they're literally referencing their own I was wondering that reference. I thought that yes. that was really weird because my next note was that this episode ends with Adam getting killed by the Silent Night, Deadly Night, Punish yeah. Santa. Do they just get killed constantly at the end it's of the show? Okay. Yeah, it's happened in the past. It's not every single episode. So like, I was like, is this kind of the joke? Is that it's a horror show, so they die at the end of every movie, but then they just, or episode, but then they just come back, which 
could be a fun trope, but okay. Yeah. I guess my next question real quick, and maybe you could answer this, is did they know that there would be a season two when they did the Christmas special even, or did they think that this was potentially a one-off? So that's what I'm I'm trying to remember. If I remember correctly, th- I don't think this is, even though it's listed under season two, yeah. I don't think this was technically part of season two. I think this was a one-off at that point before they okay. had done Because that would also explain, like, killing them again. Being like, okay, well, now this is the real end. Yeah. Just a few things, because I could honestly sit here and go through the whole episode, but I won't make you suffer through it since you weren't (laughs) a huge fan, and I love this show. I I could literally talk about this show forever. I see the... the, It's... I feel... I feel bad. I, I was like... I know that he's going to have joy radiating off of his face. I know. And I love this and show I'm like so watch, much. And I'm like watching it. I'm like, God damn it, Kelly, find something to love. <laughs> I have been like tampering. Like I'm going through my list. I'm like, what can I talk about that he's going to like? I mean, they're like, I don't know why this made me chuckle, but there's a scene where Joe goes outside for something and you just hear carolers singing in the background for a split second. That's his bedroom. Oh, yeah, so Joe has carolers in his bedroom, and you'll notice when they do the flashback of Joe and Laura meeting for the first time, when they go to have sex in the bedroom, they say, he goes, you guys got to take a break, and six carolers come piling out of Joe's bedroom. I don't bedroom know how I missed there. that. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think Lauren Ortiz steals the show. Here's the thing. I don't think that her she's a bad actress. I think she actually does a great job with it. But, and this is this is my personal problem. This is not Listen, a problem. If Adam, Joe, Laura, or Corey are listening to this, please, I love the yeah, show. Yeah, just know that this Take is only on, this on is that. only Matt <laughs> Kelly of Horror Movie Night and Geekscape.net that is speaking. This Dylan is a huge fan. <laughs> I am. I am a huge fan. Hello, everyone. We're superhero stuff you should know. And if you think you know about superheroes and comic books. Think again. We got romance. We got action. Romance. We got comedy. We got everything you need, man. Come on down to superhero stuff you should know for all your superhero needs. Uh, ro- I, I don't know about this romance. What part are you talking about? We've got all kinds of sketches and then deep dives on top of that. Come on down to superhero stuff you should know. All right. So come on down to. Su- Wait, why did I say come on down? To superhero stuff you should know. Hi, listeners. I'm Carolina. And I'm Tessa. And together we are Femme Regard Podcast. Mmm, Femme. We are a show dedicated to educating and entertaining underdeveloped filmmakers and film enthusiasts alike. We love sharing our experiences as filmmakers, what we've learned and what we've gone through. And we love bringing on professional industry guests. We want our listeners to learn from the best and get an honest account of the biz. So come join the Femme Fam and give us a listen every Friday. Streaming on all the major podcast platforms, including YouTube and our website, femregard.com. And of course, the Geekscape Network. Her dialogue bothers me. And it, and I think what bothers me about it is that it's like, I could see someone being like, you're going to love this show. They talk about horror and you love yeah. horror. And like, I think about it in the same way that people are like, you'll love Big Bang Theory. They're nerdy too. And I'm like... 
I can get behind that. And I watch Big Bang Theory, and I'm like, no, no, this yeah. isn't right at but, all. But that's the thing. It's, it's so weird because I feel that when I'm watching it, too. Yeah. I'm like, this is like. I love the subtle the, references. I love yeah, that there was the, like a reference to like the character from Shocker when they're trying to figure out what to name their baby. Like, yes. like there's like stuff like that where I'm like, okay, that's that was funny. That was ch- I don't know if I would say that was funny, but I was like, I was charmed by a lot of it. I just wasn't so, laughing. That was like the thing that was pissing me off. Is I was like, I want to be like, I think we, I think your problem, my belly laughing, just loving it. And I was just like, I'm trying by this. Okay. Your problem is, is that you relate too much to Adam. Now hear me out. Okay. The power goes out and he refuses to light his Halloween limited edition candles. <laughs> <laughs> He's making out with Corey about to have sex with her. And they knock a Jason hockey mask off the wall. And he proceeds to, yes, still hug her, but pick it back up and go, this mask goes over here. (laughs) Yep. Nope. That is very accurate. (laughs) (laughs) I think I'm seeing what you're saying. I am Adam Green in this show. And I don't appreciate having that mirror held up in front of my face. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's what it is. I'll never watch this show again. I identify too much with it. Because it is sweet. The ending with yes. like the with the Halloween five Blu-ray and then oh, her fuck with the Halloween gu- five. Oh, it's the fuck worst Halloween of the franchise. Five. But I think that that's why he picked it. There's no other reason to pick it than it is like right there with part six and resurrection in like the bottom of the barrel when it comes to Halloween movies. Yeah. But and I mean, Adam does have his Corey Matthews moment at the end towards Corey. Yeah. His Corey Matthews Boy Meets World moment. <laughs> We're meant to be together. Yeah. Can't you see it? Can't you see how much I, I, I love you? <laughs> see how much I love you? Now, the problem is, this is such a weird, toxic situation that they've both put themselves in towards the end. So, the end of season two. This is the, the end of the show as of right now. Okay. Corey got pregnant during the Holliston Christmas special. Oh. Like, ha- is pregnant with Adam's baby. Oh. Adam has a new girlfriend. They finally make shin pads. Their short film okay. that they've been yeah, trying yeah, to the, put together. The soccer zombie movie. Yeah. yeah. And a, an actual real zombie apocalypse breaks out within the movie theater. Basically, hey, it's the end of the season. What crazy nonsense can we make happen at the end of this season? Yeah. Corey goes to tell Adam that she's pregnant. And then it kind of ends. So it ended on a cliffhanger. So you've right? got nothing. Yeah. Yes. Basically. So Adam has finally moved on. Okay. The entire like first season Christmas special season two, he's hung up on Corey finally moves on. Corey's like, I'm pregnant with your kid. End of season two. <laughs> that would drive me nuts. I feel like I cannot. Dude, it watch drives this. me nuts all the time. I That's why I can't inject this into my life. It would make me so angry <laughs> because here's what's gonna happen. I'll sit down and be like, you know what? I am finally gonna give this show an honest shot. I'll deal with the fact that it's a mirror reflection of my like weird, <laughs> my weird brain. And I'm going to fall in love with it. And I'm going to fall in love with these characters. And then I'm going to get that ending. And then I'm going to go right back to being pissed off. <laughs> and that's my problem with the with the Christmas special as a whole is like, I know we're in the minority here. But you know what? Sometimes I just want Corey to be at that door when that knock happens at the end of the episode. Yeah. 
Yeah, no. Like, I'm... can it just be Corey? I mean, like, for real. Like, you made out with him in the hallway again. And I'm just like, come on. Like, you two just need to be together. I know. It's a two-season show. No, but... Each I... season's nine episodes. But I got enough. I got attached enough. But, like, you know what? It's funny because I knew that that ending was going to be... I mean, I don't think anybody was shocked by it. Yeah. Like it's like okay, knock on the door. We've been talking about this crazy ser- killer. Yeah. It's obviously going to be the crazy crazy killer because I've watched a horror movie in my life. Yeah, but I'll tell you what actually got me. Like what actually got a jump out of me was when Adam wakes up in the morning and looks. And she's next to him. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> like, like that. Literally, Dude, I jumped. I was like, oh my god. A few of them got me. Uh, I think Derek Mears needs to be in more comedies, honestly. Okay. I think Derek Mears has great comedic timing. And that portion where I think Laura gives him a jump scare and he's like, all right, I'm going to go. Yeah. Like that one gets me, gets me too. I love Derek Mears scene. So here's my other controversial, like. Here's where I'll hate on Derek Mears scene for 20 minutes. Right, Matt? No, Is that what no, you're no. Do? There's, there's <laughs> one joke. And I feel this was the only time that I wrote down something where I was like, God, I sound like a snotty piece of shit with this one. There's the flashback to 30 seconds ago joke (laughs) and i was like i was like that's funny but i think i've watched the clerks animated series like 40 times where i'm like that's a good one i've just seen that joke done already and i don't know why it works so well for me in clerks but it didn't hit for me on this but i did chuckle about i was like that's i like that that's an okay joke if i hadn't seen the clerk like i was like if i hadn't seen that episode of the Clerks animated series like a hundred times, this yeah. would have made me laugh a lot. What I don't understand is, as you could probably tell, the way he greets Corey, they've met before. Yeah. Derek Mears and his partner have been in the show before. It was an episode where Joe, it's a sitcom trope, right? Joe and Adam get sprayed by a skunk. Okay. And spend the whole episode having to figure out how not to s- smell anymore. Yeah. And they sit in a bathtub naked together while the girls go out and try to find stuff to get them to not smell as much. Uh, apparently, all they can find are 20 boxes of douches. <laughs> or I don't know what the plural of douche is. I know I'm an English teacher. Uh, Douche-eye. Douche I, I mean, I was going to say, I don't think it's one that we've had to ever really pluralize before. Yeah. So. <laughs> Usually um, one will get you clear. <laughs> yeah, but they come back to the apartment and Derek Mears and the, his partner are there. Basically look at Corey carrying all these boxes and Derek, Derek Mears is like, do you really need all those? And stuff like that. So I thought when we went, like we were doing the flashback, we were going to get a flashback to that episode. Yeah. But no, I honestly, I agree. I think that was uh, a little too corny, even for my taste here. So I'll jump on the hate bandwagon with you real quick. Crazy Max, Bill Mosley. I was fine with it, but it, it, I mean, that was just Oh like, my God, for real? Out of the whole show, like, that's the thing you're cool with? I was just like, <laughs> well, no, because I didn't dislike any. Like, that's the, here's the problem. Okay. I didn't dislike any of the show. That's yeah. like what bums me out is I wanted to be passionate one way or the other. And I just kind of was like, it was like a, a warm bath. Like. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, like, like this is okay. I yeah. wish it was a little hotter. Yeah, like, it's just, like I. But I also do think that there was like an element of like. So we just last week we did the great news episode, and like yeah. I felt like with the great news episode, 
I was like, I'm pretty sure I can tell Dylan to watch this and it won't, he won't be sitting there with like a million and one questions about like, what are these characters' stories? What's their relationships? I did find myself watching this and I, and I guess part of me was just like, I feel like I would like it more if I had watched the first season leading into it. Like it I did feel that. like I was missing something. So yeah, you know what? I will give this a shot, actually. Fuck yeah! You know, All look, right! I'll give Converted. it a shot. We'll see how I feel. Now, I might not get through season one. I'll be totally honest with that. But I'm going to give it a shot. And if season one hooks me, then I'm going to watch this again before season two to see if I feel differently with like the context. Go for it, dude. Go for it. I'm like... And I'll report so back. That's the, I'll eat my go. goddamn yeah. words on this podcast. I, I'm for it. I'm for it. <laughs> I think that's the problem is like... When you sent me to watch Good News, you tempered your expectations. Yeah. And you knew you knew what you were sending me. I needed to do that. Even though I love Holliston, I also understand why people don't love Holliston. Yeah. And I needed to send it to you under the assumption that you weren't going to come to me <laughs> with all of my commentary and comments. Because I wrote notes as if you were. Yeah, you wrote I'm like half of a conversation. Like, Let's go, bro. Let's start from the top. Uh, Christine Kringle Tingler, punish. Hey. We haven't even talked about Framingham sucking. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like here's the thing. Sometimes we are like locked in. I know, man. I, <laughs> and other times it's ships passing. Let me give you time to let me double check my notes. I really don't think I have anything else written down except for just excited to see Odorous. I just yeah, I just need your like like your commentary back to me as I run. Through. Okay. All right. Yeah. Go crazy. Let's let's do this. <laughs> creepy Adam towards the end when Corey's getting drunk, like real creepy Adam. Yeah. Like you're trying to get me drunk, Adam. Like, bro, you yeah. need to calm yourself. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This did not age well. <laughs> no, no, there was that whole, everything was kind of uncomfortable actually. Cause I was like sitting there and I'm like, I don't know about this whole mistletoe <laughs> thing. <laughs> like, okay. All right. So boom, uh, that's, a, that's on the Christmas Eve. We can totally talk about getting back on track. The Christmas tradition of mistletoe sucks. Yeah. It's stupid. It is gross. It is garbage. And it has never worked well in cinema or TV. The only, here's my one pass on it. Go, all right, go ahead. And the only reason I'm giving this a pass is A, because I absolutely adore this movie. Bill Murray's speech in Scrooge, where he talks about, okay. where he talks about mistletoe. And he's like, and because of this, I get to kiss this beautiful woman. I don't want to. It's just the rules. <laughs> like, okay. All right. I can get behind that. But yeah, the, the, acknowledging the... that it's like, this is chaos. How did we allow this to be a thing? Yeah. How has it continued to be like a concept for over a hundred years? The main thing that pops into my head whenever I see a scene like that is uh, Jessica Beale in I'll Be Home for Christmas. When Jonathan Taylor Thomas... Yes turns on the TV and the newscasters talking to her and the bully kid and are, is like, Oh, and you two are under the mistletoe. She has a boyfriend and she's like, this is okay. I'm going to full blown make out with you on TV. Like this doesn't make any sense. These aren't real rules. People you can break them. I'm also not a big fan of having to kiss somebody at midnight when the ball drops on new year's Eve. It's great. If you've got a girlfriend. Yeah. But like, what am I supposed to do? Go to a party and just like grab a girl. Cause she's single and just like that sailor kissing a stranger in the middle of the street. <laughs> 
<laughs> like, no. That's so it's gross. <laughs> one thing we did speed by because it is a constant joke, and it is actually pretty dated because they bring up Mel Gibson, Adam bragging about being Jewish throughout the episode. <laughs> I I do like I do like him bragging about Judaism. I like Laura constantly bringing up Jesus. Smacking him in the face. What was that for? The pain you'll feel when you burn in, in hell. hell. <laughs> He's like, I don't believe in hell. And then hell our believes in you. Hell <laughs> believes in you. Uh, that was pretty good. I did like that line. And then she mentions being at the birth of Christ. <laughs> oh my God. Yes. She's talking about meeting Joe. And Joe's like, the best day of our lives. And Laura goes, the second best day. Adam goes, what's the first? The day Jesus was born? (laughs) I don't recall seeing you there. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We go into the the, um, flashback of Joe and Laura meeting, which is probably my favorite. I would agree with that. That is my favorite of all the flashbacks, for sure. I also feel like the the them in elementary school stuff is really uncomfortable. (laughs) So (laughs) fucking weird <laughs> so weird especially the cory and adam scene when yeah. they're in elementary school so awkward like him hiding his boner and she, yeah. i was like feeling up is... feeling her up as he picks her off <laughs> yeah as he's like picking her up and that was another thing at one point like joe throws laura on his back and just like starts touching her ass yeah while he's holding i'm like this is Weird. Like, I get it. I, I get it. They, yeah. I know they were going for a laugh there, but th- there were some parts that, like, this is almost a decade old, honestly, if you think about it. So, I mean, things have not aged as well. Not saying that these are things that should have happened 10 years ago, but they've not aged well. No, and- but that's I mean, look, and I've said this before, and I think you and I have had this conversation. It's important to acknowledge. Yes. But I'm, I'm never going to shame people for what was considered acceptable back then even though it was wrong i will shame people in modern day who want to defend that like it was never wrong in the first place (laughs) like that's where i'm like okay no there's a different like you can say it was a different time and we've grown past there and it's different than it was a different time get over it you snowflake (laughs) like yeah like there's similar sentiments different sentiments yeah (laughs) and being being an avid listener of like the movie Crypt, I can tell you that Adam and Joe are the first people that would jump in line and being like, yeah, some of the stuff we've done has not aged well entirely. For sure, for sure. You're excited to see Odorous. I just, I, you know what? Like, will I say that Guar is a band that I love? No. Do I have almost every Guar album because I like just the <laughs> vibe of Guar? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's exciting to have him and D. Snyder, like, as, I guess they're, like, main characters, but, like, main characters that they probably could have shot all of their scenes within, like, a weekend while they shot the whole so, season. Yeah, <laughs> they're in every episode. D. Snyder, of course, plays Adam and Joe's boss at the local TV station. And basically, Odorous plays Adam's imaginary, but not so imaginary friend. Like, they play with that. Yeah. Back and forth a little bit, especially when they bring up Adam's... I think it was a parakeet named Cropsy. Yes. Parakeet's name is Cropsy, which obviously has like two different <laughs> angles you could yeah. go with. Urban legend angle or just call out to the burning angle. Yeah. So. So um, and it turns out that uh, Odorous may have eaten Cropsy <laughs> <laughs> when Adam was a kid. 
this show to me we've talked about it before is a warm blanket okay i could see that it's a throwback to stuff that you grew up with mixed Mm -hmm. in with something that you love which is why i do want to give it another shot because even though it's not my type of sitcom i still own all of friends i still watch it sometimes so it's not like it's not full out like big bang theory or two broke girls where i'm just like Nope, got no nostalgia, got no passion, get it off my yeah. TV. I get it that the a lot of the references are kind of low bar. But there's there's still nothing like this in the horror community. Yeah. Really? Like there's an entire episode where they go to a con and it's even though it's smaller looking than most cons we would go to, it's you're still seeing the same type of people there. For sure. You're still like, "Oh my gosh, like this reminds me of us going to a con. All right, so I think the conclusion we've come to is I absolutely love this show. I'm going to continue to love this show. Uh, While this isn't like I need to watch this every Christmas, I do try to work it in. It is an episode that if I'm watching the whole series through, I will throw it on. I'll just watch it as it comes. I won't be like, I got to save this till Christmas time. Yeah. There's not a lot of Christmas feeling to it, but to me, it just, it does have just enough totally get where you're coming from like with all of your criticisms like they're not they're completely justified but to me i will i have loved this show i'll continue to love this show and fingers crossed that we do eventually get that third season all right well merry christmas dylan merry christmas matt whoa. oh whoa. Hello everyone, we're Superhero Stuff You Should Know, and if you think you know about superheroes and comic books, think again. We got romance, we got action, we got comedy, we got everything you need, man. Come on down to Superhero Stuff You Should Know for all your superhero needs. Uh, I, I don't know about this romance, what part are you talking about? We've got all kinds of sketches, and then deep dives on top of that. Come on down to Superhero Stuff You Should Know! Alright, so come on down to, wait, why did I say come on down? To Superhero Stuff You Should Know. Hi listeners, I'm Carolina. And I'm Tessa. And together we are Femme Regard Podcast. Mmm, Femme. We are a show dedicated to educating and entertaining underdeveloped filmmakers and film enthusiasts alike. We love sharing our experiences as filmmakers, what we've learned and what we've gone through. And we love bringing on professional industry guests. We want our listeners to learn from the best and get an honest account of the biz. So come join the Fem Fam and give us a listen every Friday. Streaming on all the major podcast platforms, including YouTube and our website, femregard.com. And of course, the Geekscape Network. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.